Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Before we get the uh, big show rolling tonight, I need uh, I need one more contestant for Millennial Match Game. We had two contestants, but one dropped out. So if you want to play Millennial Match Game, please call Chuck now at 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750. I mentioned Longoria. By the way, welcome back, Longoria. We missed thank you last you, week you. celebrating your... 10th anniversary yeah. with your wife, who was out of town for your 10th anniversary. Yeah, that's not why I took off, but That's yeah. a great way to celebrate. Yeah, it, all friend. by myself for okay. four we, days. We missed you, my friend. Uh, we have a big show tonight, Millennial Match Game Movie Monday. Michael Seiden, our buddy from Channel 2 Action News, is going to join us in the uh, uh, next half hour. You've, have you guys heard about the story about the Kennesaw State women's basketball player? Arrested for murder? I did. Unbelievable. Like, a, uh, just a crazy story. Hollywood would have said, no, that's too unbelievable for that, for a script. Uh, so Michael Seiden will join us that. But we're going to kick things off in Millennial Match Game. Shlongoria. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Joining us live in studio from the KISS 104 promotions team. I guess you're the promotions manager, Valencia. Is that, is, what's your title exactly? Promotions manager. You, you don't know that? You director? Promotions manager. You see me every day. Well, I don't day. know if it's manager, director, <laughs> or, you know, liaison. I don't know what all these titles are. I knew you are in charge. I just yeah. didn't know what the exact, so it's manager. Manager. All manager. right, manager of our sister station's promotions, KISS 104.1, Atlanta's R&B. Fantastic station, by the way. You can listen any other time except 6 and 8 p.m. No offense to oh. Moni Love. Uh, oh, wow. tell, the, t- <laughs> tell the folks a little bit about yourself, Valencia. Uh, I'm originally from South Carolina, a Marine Corps veteran. Who? Um, Came from Orlando. I just moved here about a year ago, and I'm ready to. I don't know. What is it? I don't win anything. Do you I? win? You win the admiration I, of your peers. Um, but what if, <laughs> what if I mess up? That, that's it nothing. doesn't matter. I don't there, get cool points. There's nothing? no pressure for you. Okay. All right. Fine. So uh, tonight's. Uh, I'm going to give you a little chance to think about tonight's uh, Millennial Match Game category. Brought to you as always by Rocco's European Garage. Classic video games from the 80s and 90s. Classic. All right, so think about that for a second. Millennial Valencia in uh, in studio. You're going to be playing with Ron in Atlanta. Ron, welcome to the Mark Aram Show, my friend. Hi there. Tell the folks a little about yourself, Ron. Well, I'm a local guy. I work for the uh, in the IT group. I guess you can call me the IT guy for my office. Oh, nice. Yep, and uh, I'm a grandfather and a father and... Uh, have a wonderful four-year-old baby girl. You well, congratulations! You might be the only grandfather IT guy in the business, right? Isn't that a, usually a younger dude's profession? Uh, typically, but you know, I have a lot of knowledge, I guess. Are you? Do you have access? I'm, I, I'm I'm fascinated by this job. Do you have access to all the employees' emails? Like you can go in there and look at their emails. <laughs> Well, the uh, the management reserves the right. Oh, excellent! All right, I, they have the right to do that here. Did you guys know that, by the way? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, yes. yeah, Chuck, I'm looking at you as I say that. All right, Why are you Ron, looking at me, Ron? You're going to be playing against Marco. Marco, welcome to the show. Tell the folks a little about yourself. Hey, how's it going? All right. What's up, show. Marco? Um, 
I'm out here from uh, California just on a job here for the next four months. I'm an electrician. And uh, just coming out of here and just, you know, enjoying the city. Very nice. All right, Marco. Um, here we go. Uh, Millennial Match Game. It is classic video games from the 80s or 90s. So here's the deal, guys. I'm going to play some audio from a classic video game. You guys do not need to know what game it's from. You just have to guess whether or not Millennial Valencia will know the game. Very simple. Ready? Ready. All right, Ron, your first uh, video games from the 80s and 90s. Will Millennial Valencia know what video game this audio is from? Now, if you're my age, you absolutely, like, this brings back memories. But will Valencia the Millennial know what video game that's from? How old did you say the Millennial was? How old are you, Valencia, if you don't want mind telling? Who's that, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you under 30? We'll start there. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm uh, 85. I'm 33. I'm about, 33. I'm about to be 34 All in right. uh, okay. four weeks. So she's got a little age. She's a little aged millennial, yeah. All right, I'm going to step out, and I'm going to say she's going to know. You say yes. When in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. Uh, Valencia, do you want to hear a little bit more of that uh, video game? Yes. Just to, yeah, here we go. Do I wait? What video game is that from? That's it. That's all you gotta know. Um, I don't know the name. Okay. I can. I just, so it's like the little spaceship where you like go up and down and you shoot. What are you shooting at? Um, asteroids. Yes, hey! that's the name of the game. All right, good job, Ron. You get the point. Took a little coaxing, but we got that out. All right, Marco, you need this one to tie it up. Uh, famous video games from the 80s and 90s. Will Millennial Valencia know what game this is from? Ooh, very similar to that last one. Wow. I think not the shooting, but that other sound is what, what you got to focus in on. What do you think, Marco, yes or no? Uh, you know what? I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised that she got that last one. Yeah, I yeah. Don't you, I don't think she did that. You uh, I don't think she's going to get this one. You say I, no. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, this is a little more obscure. You want to hear a little more of that uh, audio, Valencia? Uh, no, no. Oh? Um, I absolutely don't know what that is. Um, not even going to waste time. <laughs> no? No idea? That was a game called Centipede. What? Centipede. So it was like basically like asteroids. Instead of shooting asteroids, you're, you're shooting... Listen, it's like that. Those are centi That's a centipede coming at you. Oh, and then when you shoot him, he'd break game. up into different pieces. Yeah, and if you shoot him, they'll break up. And it, it was, I mean, listen, for 1986, it was a hell of a good game. All right, end of round one of Millennials uh, Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deb Green? We are tied up at 1 1. Millennial Match Game continues. Ron and Marco nodded up one apiece. Classic video games from the 80s and 90s. Ron, will Valencia, the millennial, know what video game this is from? Sounds like a family-friendly game there. No shooting. What do you think, Ron? I think I barely, I probably remember this, but I think no. I'm with you. I don't think I would have gotten this one. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I would have gotten it. Valencia, what video game is that from? Uh, I have no idea. Um, Ron, I like your confidence in me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, You want to take a shot? Um, play it one more time. Can All right, more Longoria, time? one more time. Oh, jeez, that was loud. Sorry about that. One more time for Valencia. It's tough. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess you didn't even, you've never even heard of this game. Was I even born when that 
camera? No, hell no. Definitely not. <laughs> that was, uh, that's Dig Dug. The name of the game was Dig Dug. Have yeah, you ever actually, heard it? Who named these games? Like, uh, I want to talk to the person who named someone these Someone at the uh, the Atari Corporation, I would imagine. digging tunnels. Yeah, digging yeah. tunnels. All right, Ron, you get the point. When in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. All right, here we go, Marco. Will Millennial Valencia know what video game this is from? Chuck knows this one. I guarantee Chuck knows this one. What do you think, Marco? 33 years young, Millennial Valencia. Know what video game that's from? Oh. No way. Yeah, no way either. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. Chuck, that uh, that burly-looking dude in there would know the answer to this. If that gives you any... He's from Montana. Oh, I get the phone a friend? No, no, but... <laughs> I'm getting, all right, he wants to hear it a little more. You already said no, Marco, but... <laughs> Yeah. So Chuck lived in Montana. What what kind of game would Chuck love? Nah, Outdoorsy. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna work. Is yeah, it? I know, Marco. You're good. <laughs> you're already done. You, you've done your part. Valencia. What do you think? It's not Mario. Um, it's. That uh, sounded similar to it though. Yeah, similar. It's not Donkey Kong. Nope. Um, I played this game. I don't think so. I did. Yeah. I did. All right. <laughs> uh, Chuck, do you know what it I, is? I honestly don't. No. What? I know what it is. I'm gonna be mad when I when you name this. I game. don't think you know it. I do. All right. The I name do. of the game you don't know it. Okay. Duck Hunt. I do. Really? I played that game faithfully. Oh wow! All right. Uh, Marco gets the point. Chuck, oh. you never played Duck Hunt? When yeah, you were... I played it all the time, but I couldn't. I, it I apparently didn't help your shooting skills though. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck still can't hunt for anything. All right, Ron, for the lead, Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. Video games from the 80s and 90s. Well, Valencia, you know what game this is from? That's a little quirky. What do you think, Ron? Well, that's a very popular game, and I think I can remember that one, but I got a gut feeling she's not going to know. I say no as well. By the way, in the 80s, the video game companies didn't put a lot of money in musical production, right? No. <laughs> they were like, get <laughs> the Casio keyboard. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, what do you think? You want to hear a little bit more of that, Valencia? Uh, yeah. All yeah. right, a little more of this Longoria. Shlongoria. I would not have gotten this one, if that means anything to you. You might want to change his name with his name. No clue. Yeah. I'm still mad about the last. I know. I'm sorry. It's, it was called a Galaga. Galaga was the name of the game. Yeah, I would not have gotten that one. All right, you get the point, Ron Marco, to tie it up. Millennial match game. Will Millennial Valencia know what video game this is from? It's a little more high tech, a little more fancier music. What do you think, Marco? Will Millennial Valencia know what game that's from? Uh, no. You say no. Valencia. Let me, a little more, Longoria. Little hip hop. It is not Street Fighter. No. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. They have, no. Grand Theft Auto is not that old. I listen. It can't be. From the 80s and 90s. From the 90s, for sure. All right, real quick, Ron, before the break, will Millennial. Oh, sorry, Longoria. Will Millennial Valencia, we got to go quick on this one. Will she know what video game this is from? What do you think, Ron? 
I say no. You say no. Valencia? Yeah. How's that even a game? Um, <laughs> that is a hell of a question. <laughs> How is this even a game? You're exactly right. Millennial don't know. Millennial um, don't know. It was it was probably the first video game ever. Uh, no clue. I really wasn't into video games growing up. Pong. What? Pong. It was basically ping pong. Pong. All right. You shouldn't have known that. You're too young for that. Ron gets the point. He's up four to three. Coming back. Final segment of Millennial Match Game. Hang tight. This is the Mark Aram Show. 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Final segment of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. we got a tight one. Ron is leading Marco four to three. It's 80s and 90s video games. Marco, you're up for the tie. Will Millennial Valencia know what video game this is from? newer sounding game. What do you think, Marco? Nah. You say nah. Valencia, what game is that from? It's a racing game. I can't. I can't. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I don't, I don't know. Um, Need for Speed? I don't, I don't know. Need for Speed? <laughs> no, it's Street Fighter. You said it earlier. Street Fighter. Really? Yes, exactly. No. Alright, Ron, real quick. Here we go. Last one for the win. Will Valencia know what video game this is from? What do you think, Ron? That's gonna be a tough one. I, I think no. You think no? That's come on, Valencia. Oh, this is. Yeah, yeah, know that. I think so too. Yeah. Vladimir Putin okay. plays this game. <laughs> no. Uh, Mario. It is not Mario. That is Tetris. That is Tetris. Uh, All right. Uh, you know what? You guys, you guys tie. You're both getting gifts. What did they win, Deb Green? You're both going to go check out Kisses End of the Road Tour September 8th at Lakewood. All right, good. Marco will still be in town for that. Hang on the line, guys. Uh, Chuck's going to get some info from you. Valencia, fantastic job. You're welcome, guys. You My ignorance has blessed you. You do um, a better job on the Kiss 104 <laughs> promotions team. Yes, yes. A- Atlanta's yes. R&B. Mark Aram Show continues after this. Former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Very timely. Did you see uh, Rick Perry's interview on Fox this weekend, Chuck? Charles, excuse me, Charles Thomas from the uh, Resurgent. Well, I mean, I saw clips of it. Oh, Rick Perry. That's why I played it. <laughs> Thank he's, you. He's in the news. Good job, Longoria. Uh, I'll tell you what the story in the news now is uh, that really has me perplexed is this uh, arrest, this murder arrest. I mean, we the, listen, it's the world we live in. 2019 murders happen. By the way, before I get, I'm going to get sidetracked real quick. So I watched this documentary, Nova. Do you guys ever heard of Nova? Oh yeah, yeah, PBS, <laughs> yeah. PBS, amazing documentaries. There, so I watched this documentary over the weekend that's saying that humanity now is less violent than it has ever been in history. I can believe that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of in debate, but there's this guy that pushed out this big theory, blah blah blah, and they they had all these archaeological research of like. Uh, Neanderthals and yeah. uh, villages in Africa, and just like this, hor- these horrible killings. Oh yeah! Like you just be sitting there. There was one this village in Africa. They were just like picking strawberries or whatever, and this rival tribe came and just clubbed them all to death. Yeah. With so it was interesting because we we see these horrible stories like sh- uh, random shooting and murder and and but the re again it's in debate. It's not conclusive. But the theory proposed is. This is the least violent in we've ever had in human history, and it keeps declining. The question is, how do we keep that declining? And what is, you know, you think about it. It's, it's. I mean, granted, these these murders happen, and it sucks. But 
you know, you're not going to be walking home from Publix where shopping is a pleasure and someone with a club says, oh, there's food for my family and clubs you in the head. I don't take... know. Didn't that just happen in the yeah. newsroom a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Alex Williams clubbed Hunter to get oh, the lobster really? roll. No, I'm just wow. kidding. But anyway, I got sidetracked. Uh, but yeah, I thought that yeah. was interesting perspective that, yeah, I mean, if you think about like in medieval times too. And, and part of the thing, I'm totally getting sidetracked now. Dag nabbit. Um, so they talked about the medieval times. And I don't know if you could, if you've ever heard of this stuff, what was allowed in medieval times. I've been Anything? to the Tower of London. There's some really awful torture devices in there. So torture, oh, that's a yeah. big thing. Yeah. And yeah. apparently torture stopped with the invention of the uh, printing press. Because people were out, were allowed to, and, and the... Uh, the ability of people to read and write. And once people were able to read and write, they saw what these torture uh, devices did, and it ended it. Um, but, like, apparently there, there, there were etiquette lessons, like don't go to the bathroom in the street. Like, that was the thing. Like, don't go to okay. the bathroom in the street. Right. That was that was a big thing in medieval times. And, <laughs> and once people started getting better etiquette, mm-hmm. violence started going down. Okay. I guess if you saw someone going to the bathroom on the street, you would just... Anyway, I'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> you just club them? Yeah, the horrible story, I, I totally got sidetracked, but I'm glad because Michael Seiden from Channel 2 joins us. The story I want to talk about, Michael, is the arrest of the point guard from the Kennesaw State University's women's basketball team accused of murder. What a crazy story. What do we know about this so far? Hey, Mark, thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is a wild story, and what's really crazy about this whole thing is this is a shooting that happened uh, over the summer. A 21-year-old man killed at an apartment complex in southwest Atlanta. Uh, Then a Fulton County grand jury, they actually handed down a 14-count indictment against Kamaya Street, the uh, star point guard for Kennesaw State women's basketball team, along with four other defendants. Now, what makes this so shocking is Kamaya continued to go to class. She was playing basketball. In fact, four days before her arrest, which was last Thursday, she actually scored 32 points in a victory against Georgia Southern. Knowing that and, this was going to happen, like the, the indictment was handed down and, and she knew that this was going to happen and she was still playing? Absolutely. Wow. And the thing is, is that she knew that she had been indicted, but the deal is that she basically flipped on the other four uh, suspects and police, uh, I guess, spoke with her and they knew that if they were going to get this case to work, she needed to be out of jail. So apparently uh, that's what we were told by investigators that this was going on. And that's exactly why uh, she remained on the team. Obviously the university was, uh, according to the spokesperson, just as stunned as we were uh, and had no idea until obviously uh, she showed up to court and was taken into custody. Talking to Michael Seiden from Channel 2 Action News about this crazy story. The star point guard for the Kennesaw State University women's basketball team, among five people accused of murder and the death of a 21-year-old man, Nashim Hubbard Etienne, was the victim of what authorities think was a targeted shooting. Uh, But his mom says that he was probably not the likely target. What do we know about that, Michael? Yeah, so I've actually had an opportunity over the weekend to speak with Nasheem's mother. She lived in Chicago. That's where Nasheem was raised before he came down to Atlanta. Uh, His father actually lives here in the metro Atlanta area. Basically, they said, um, by all accounts, their kid was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Apparently, uh, one of his friends had some issues with Kamaya and those uh, four other suspects who were charged in this case. 
there was some type of dispute. We're not exactly clear exactly what the dispute was, uh, but according uh, to Nasheem's mother, uh, Tamaya drove four gunmen over to this apartment complex. There was some type of encounter, and at some point those four men got out of the car and fired a shot, killing her son. Again, though, police haven't confirmed that account yet. Uh, they're still calling this an ongoing investigation. Michael, can you hang on one second? I got to step away, but I have a couple more questions. Can we get to you after the break? Yep, no problem. All right, Michael Seiden from Channel 2 Action News joining us. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. Being around in the biz, as long as I have not many stories, jump out of the television screen, off the radio, off the newsprint uh, at me. But this one certainly did. The arrest of the star basketball player at Kennesaw State University for murder. Michael Seiden from Channel 2 joins us to fill in the rest of the details. What's the reaction from the Owl Nation, Mike, about this arrest of the star point guard of the women's team? Well, I mean, on the record, they issued a prepared statement, uh, basically saying that they suspended her indefinitely and they were going to just uh, basically wait for the legal process to play out. But when you start talking to people off camera, especially uh, people who follow the program, I spoke with an insider over the weekend, and he was just absolutely stunned. Uh, you just don't expect to see your star player who seemed to have everything going on in her life, everything going well, to all of a sudden find herself the prime suspect uh, in a murder. Three of her co-defendants are in custody and have been in jail for months. A fourth is still at large. Uh, what do we know about the fourth uh, uh, suspect that's still not in custody? Yeah, so Atlanta police have identified him as 20-year-old Dontakis Brantley. Uh, we know that he has a criminal history. Uh, so far, though, police really aren't releasing too many details. Uh, it's interesting, though, because all of those other suspects, with the exception of Kamaya, uh, we're brought into custody within two weeks of this murder. So uh, his whereabouts unknown at this hour, uh, but detectives still working hard and, and trying to get justice for this family. And I can tell you, just speaking to uh, the parents of Nashim, they're obviously heartbroken and, and uh, still grieving. And they told us they can't move forward until, you know, everybody's in custody. Talking to Michael Seiden from Channel 2 Action News with this horrible uh, five-person murder charge. Uh, Kamiya was the name of the basketball player that was that is charged with murder. Do we know the relationship of her with the other co-defendants? Do we know what kind of relationship that was? Yeah, we've been trying to work that angle and try to find out exactly if, if she was dating one of them, if she was friends. The only thing that we have been told, and again, this has not been confirmed by police, but the parents um, of the victim told us uh, that she was involved in some type of dispute. She went and picked them up and then brought them over to this apartment complex to settle the dispute. As far as what the dispute is, uh, that is still unknown. But, yeah, that is a great question, Mark, because um, how did she know these guys? But at this point, we know they have no affiliation with KSU. All right, uh, finally, uh, wrapping up with you, Michael, what's the, the next in the uh, process, in the court process? What do we know? Any, uh, any court dates set or anything like that? Right, so I believe the next court date is going to be sometime next month. Uh, one of the defendants I don't have in front of me is going to be appearing in court. And then also uh, next year in January and February, they'll be making appearances. And again, this is just going to be a long process uh, that they're going to have to go through. But I know family uh, in Chicago playing on coming down uh, to the next court hearing. So it should be an emotional scene. Uh, real, real quick, Michael, this I mean, this story jumped out at me. It had to grab you as well. Right. We, this is something you, you, you don't really come across in, in this in this uh, in this business. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, the only thing I can even compare this to is when I was in college a long time ago, uh, there was a football player at my school who, a uh, former football player, got accused of, uh, of murdering a player. And that's about the only thing that comes close to this. But, yeah, this was 
extremely shocking. Michael, as always, we appreciate the insight, buddy. Keep us posted on the story if you don't mind. You got it. All right, thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, we you know we've seen the athletes' criminal story: stealing books, uh, stealing crab legs, uh, you know, sexual assault. But uh, a female basketball player charged with murder, star player. That that's just absolutely crazy. Uh, we can talk about that. I've got some other fun stories we can get to next half hour, and we're gonna kick off Movie Monday plus Johnny Cabot. We got so much to do. Oh, Deb Green, you made me almost made me forget. Claudel Washington, Claudel Washington, ladies and gentlemen. If you're on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. When we come back, Movie Monday on the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang is here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck oh, low screens tea. yo calls. Don't forget, you listen to the Marsh Aram Show at home via the WSB radio app, Amazon Alexa. And if you're traveling for Thanksgiving, you can you, uh, listen to the podcast. Great way to travel, Longoria. The podcast. Yeah. Can you post the podcast from Thursday and Friday, by the way? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they're just. Uh, I don't know who if they got recorded or not. I don't holy feel smokes, long Radio Gold gone. Mm. You can't get those eh. posted. Eh. Eh. Uh, all right, real, real quick to <laughs> start listened. off. Movie Monday, two Movie Monday topics. Very simple. First one, I got to give credit to my buddy Trip Crosby. You got to follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Funny, funny dude. He posted this the other day. Um, he said that the best casting in any movie ever. You ready? Okay. Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Okay, and why? Just the perfect kid for the perfect role, blah, mm. blah, blah. So what's the what's the best casting of any movie you've ever had? Some might say it's... The Sandlot? Uh, I would agree. Uh, totally. I would really agree with Turn that. Turn his mic off, Chuck. Um, <laughs> he has no control, sorry. Uh, some might say it's Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Like, who else could have played Forrest Gump but Tom Hanks, right? Like, think. can you think of another actor that could have pulled that off? So that's Movie Monday topic number one. The most perfect job of casting, in your opinion. This week, I believe, Deb Green, Netflix is releasing a gangster movie starring Robert De Niro and Al Pacino called... The Irishman? The Irishman. Yes. Looks good. Well, let's hope. I have my, I'm setting expectations low. Both mm. those guys have kind of stumbled to the finish line when it comes to uh, their movie careers, but I'm hoping it's good. So here's the second Movie Monday topic. It's for men and women. What is the ultimate guy film, and what is the ultimate chick flick, in your opinion? The ultimate. To me, the ultimate guy film is Goodfellas. Speaking of De Niro and uh, and mob movies, I think that's the ultimate guys movie is Goodfellas. What's the ultimate guys film, and what's the ultimate chick flick? So there are the two Movie Monday topics. Perfect casting in a movie, and what's the ultimate guy flick or chick flick? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Before we do that, Deb Green found the story, and I hate to bang on Millennials Longoria. But you're going to. But I'm going to. That's yeah. Deb Green's fault. She, she <laughs> well, brought this yeah, up. Let's, let's blame someone. Um, Deb Green, what, where's that millennial story? Of course, I can't find what about it now. Santa? Yes, about okay. Secret Santa. I think it's towards the top of your notes. Oh, yeah. M some millennials want to ban Secret Santa due to anxiety. 
No, because they don't know what to get the other person. Well, you know what Secret Santa is, right? Yeah, yeah, Explain yeah, yeah. what Secret Santa is to the folks um, that don't know. I mean, usually you pick someone's name and they don't know that it's you, and you you give them a gift, but they don't. Traditionally, in yeah. offices, yeah. Um, you'll you'll pick a name out of a hat, and let's say it was the Mark Aram show, uh, Secret right, Santa. Right. I'll pick a name out. Oh, I got Low T Chuck, and then I have to buy him a gift, usually like twenty dollars or under. So. I'll buy him some gun oil or right, right. a piece of beef jerky or whatever. <laughs> uh, millennials don't want to do this anymore because it gives them anxiety. A study found that 78% of millennials felt they contributed more than they should to an office party gift compared to 58% of the workforce, while 26% of millennials admitted to dipping into savings or overdrafting their accounts to fund an office gift. 17% reported they felt judged by their coworkers for their choice of gift. Asked why nearly one in three millennials want to boot the holiday tradition, uh, the author of the study said it was pressure from social media that contributed to the reported anxiety. What the hell? I mean, seriously? Reminds me of that Office episode. It's not that big of a deal. Just get a gift card. I exactly. Mean, it's not that big of a deal. I've, I mean, I've participated in a number of Secret Santa things. Usually it's with Channel 2 people. They're more, they're more organized than the radio yeah, folks. Yeah, the radio people don't. Uh, but I, I've gotten gifts from people I don't even know. But you get them. Whatever, a gift card, $20 Starbucks card, or Chuck, a $20 gift card to Cabela's, uh, or... Uh, always works. Cabela's always works, or Bass Pro Shops, or Tattletales. I mean, whatever. <laughs> do they have gift cards there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever they felt anxiety now. about giving a, a secret Santa gift? No, I'm not a child. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's anyway. Not that, it's not that difficult to I, go... Of all the things something. to be anxious about, it reminds me of that... Off, uh, episode of The Office where Michael Scott oh. buys Ryan the $400 iPad <laughs> yeah. or the uh, iPod, the video iPod. It was like a $20 limit. And then yeah. they started Yankee Swap because uh-huh. Phyllis oh, yes. made him an, an oven mitt. He goes, you only care about me an oven mitt worth. So I don't know. That, I just I thought that was... I mean, how... Honestly, just grow up. Be an adult. Opt it's out of it hard. then. If, 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 right, if, right. If Secret Santa says, listen, I, I'm not going to participate this year. Is, it's, is, is it... It's that easy to just opt out. Yeah. I've opted out of stuff like that. Jennifer Griffey's wanted to do a farm animal secret Santa <laughs> where everyone, everyone buys a, a, a farm, farm animal, animal farm from animal. her. Yeah. No, no. You, oh. you can get it from well, I mean, her, she I has guess, a whole but, bunch. Yeah, so. but I guess on the open market. Do these kids not know what re-gifting is? Don't you just save oh, stuff and then re-gift it? I'm a classic re-gifter. Right? That's what it's Secret Santa yeah. is. I am a total classic a ton classic of scented re-gifter. candles ready for this office. <laughs> a ton of scented <laughs> candles. We call, no, I'm not going to tell you what we call those candles in my household. Uh, all right, so I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're feeling anxiety, millennials, and I don't mean to bang on you. I mean, you, you guys are the future. I get it. But... Uh, don't feel anxious about secret Santa gifts. Feel anxious about not having enough for, for retirement. Feel anxious about no social security. Feel anxious about your student loan debt. Don't feel anxious about secret Santa. Anyway, I'm done with that. All right, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chuck kicks off Movie Monday in Decula. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. You got me. I didn't know I was going to be up first. I was, I was still thinking. All right, I can put you on hold. No problem. No, no, that's okay. Um, I, I, I'll tell you uh, what really popped up since it's the holidays is that Jimmy Stewart. Uh, I don't think, I mean, we don't know who else would have oh. you know, done it, but Jimmy Stewart in uh, it's, it's a, a Wonderful, wonderful Life. Life. Wow. Yeah. That would be a tough one. Um, I'm thinking of someone in uh, his contemporary who could have pulled that off. Uh, it was uh, the Fonda guy. Is he old enough to pull that off? Mm, probably not. Was it probably Peter not. Fonda or his dad, whatever? Yeah. The old well, Fonda. Maybe, yeah, Henry Fonda. <laughs> Henry, Fonda. Fonda. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda's the old one. Possibly, yeah. That would have been a good one. Maybe, but yeah. that's, a, that's a good call. Yeah, that's pretty perfect casting. All right, you, you performed under pressure, Chuck. Good job, buddy. 
Thank you. All Thank right. You. Take care, man. Uh, Allison is in Stockbridge. Allison, welcome to Movie Monday. Thank you. I have two. Um, you said Tom Hanks, and I immediately thought of Big. Um, I, I can't imagine anybody else doing something hmm. else. And then Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind. That would have been, yeah, I don't know enough about older, I mean, Betty Davis. Could Betty Davis pull that off? Probably not, right? Perfection in that. She was, that was perfection. Too. Yes, that that was that was perfect casting. I'm going to disagree on Big though. I think a number of comedic actors could have pulled off the Tom. Hay- Maybe not as well as him, but I could see other actors from his generation. But that childish kind of play that he had, like a Michael Keaton, perhaps. Yeah, okay. Some something in that vein. I mean, he crushed it. Tom Hanks crushed Big, but I could see other actors doing that. Paul Reiser. <laughs> Did you see Paul Reiser in that in the Netflix uh, the Kaminsky method? Uh Uh-uh. Google Chuck, not anyone else, just Chuck. Google (laughs) Paul Reiser Kaminsky method and looks what he look what he looks like in this uh, in this new Netflix show. It's pretty spectacular. Uh, Nancy's up next on the Mark Aram show. Hey, Nancy. Hi. How are you, Mark? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Well, nothing. Uh, My husband and I are driving down to Fort Lauderdale for the holidays, so. uh, the lady before me took my Vivian Lee. Okay. So let me change that to um, Catherine Hepburn in African Queen. Never saw it, sadly. Oh, oh my God, you've got to do that, Mark. And then I was going to say Celeste, uh, Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. Oh, that is a good one. And Man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, who could yeah. play? Who could have played Rocky? Kevin Costner? No. Who could have played Rocky? Uh, oh, you know who could have been? John Travolta, maybe. Maybe. He would have to get in really good shape, though. Barbarino. That's not happening. Yeah. Did you did you check out what yeah, he, he looks like? Yeah, with a ponytail? Yeah. That's so odd. But it's He but, looks like a weird um, Larry David. But it's not really what he looks like. No. No, but that's a costume I'm saying. Yeah, I know. And he's not that he's not that large either. No, did they they just made him chubby yeah. and bald? Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, is that Paul Reiser? From mad about you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so don't worry. That's not what he really looks like. Uh, uh, I, I, I'll rest easy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. Russ, we've had a busy couple of days since we last left you. Deb, check the Russ calendar. Uh, last time we talked to Russ, I believe, was on a Thursday. Was it thir- last Thursday, Russ? Yes. What do you got, yes. Deb, on the calendar? Well, I got an email from you over the weekend saying yeah. he was back with Coralie. That's yeah. the latest update I but have. But on, on before that, yeah. last week, when did we hear from him? Did you, do you have anything in the calendar? I do. It's, start, it's, it's, it's loading up right now. Yeah. All right, so. There's so much in this I calendar mean, that yes. it's bogged. Well, Russ went through <laughs> three down. women since last week, wow. and now we catch you up on a Monday. Last we heard you were back with Coralie. What's the latest, my friend? No, she left me. I spent the night with Erica, and you're not going to believe what she did to me. Okay. You're not going to believe what she did she broke my phone. She asked me today, let me see your phone. I handed her my cell phone. She threw it as hard as she could on the pavement and busted it. I've never seen a phone busted this much. So is that, is that her to prevent you from calling other women? <laughs> she asked me, did I have pictures of her on there? And I said, you know I do. She oh. said, let me see them. And, and she looked at it and smashed my phone. So I have this brand new phone that I don't know how to work yet. It turned itself off a minute ago. I don't know. Oh, you know, no. So, yeah, so is that it? But, it but Russ, is that a deal breaker with you? The, the woman smashed your phone. Are you going to break up with her over well, that? Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? I just saw her a few minutes ago, and I asked her. I said, "I'll forgive you. Come have a drink with me." And she started to get in with me, but then she didn't. Then some guy. You're not going to believe this. 
some guy came up and took a swing at me through the car window. What? Yeah, Erica's was yeah, it Erica's husband, totally Corral's dad? <laughs> no, it's like some guy that's been trying to pick her up, but I've been with her longer than him. You know. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Russ. Um, I want to bring Taylor in from Bethlehem on this. Taylor, do you have any relationship advice for Russ in Gainesville? Take a break, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about if if Russ has outfished the pond in Gainesville? Because it seems like you keep catching the same fish. Could Taylor? Is there a deep enough pool in Bethlehem for Russ to move to Bethlehem and and start all over? Yeah, or maybe go over to White County or Habersham and <laughs> Helen and all that. There's, there's, there's some, some cute girls out there. What do you think, Russ? Habersham County yeah. is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> Russ? Oh, did I put Russ on hold? Russ, you there? Oh, I just hung up on Taylor. Son of a biscuit. Russ, did you hear what Taylor said? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, did you hear what Taylor said while you were on hold? White County. I'm not sure where that is, though. It's it's out there. It's out there. It's it's up there. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to do your business, but you keep catching the same fish. Remember plenty of fish in the sea? Change your bait. Yeah, well, maybe change your bait. Interesting. All right, Russ. Well, uh, so Erica is on Monday. We got her locked and loaded in the Erica calendar. We got Erica on Monday, Corrali Saturday. Erica was on Friday, and Joy Ann was Joy on Ann. Thursday. All right, keep keep up the good work, Russ. We love you, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, there we go. Movie Monday continues. The ultimate chick flick or guy flick, and what is some perfect casting in a movie? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Hey, Longoria. Yes. You related to Raphael Belliard? I don't think so. Why? You're not related to Raphael Belliard? No. Former so. Braves player? No. All right, just checking. 404-872. Never mind. 404-872-0750. <laughs> Jeff joins us in Marietta on a movie Monday. Jeffrey, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Mark. Just going through traffic. So, forecasting... I'm kind of torn between Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark in Iron Man, Ooh. as well as Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I think Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool was better casting than Tony Stark because I think there are. I mean, listen, the dude crushed it as Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. But I think there are other actors that could have handled that role and would have been very believable. But I think Ryan Reynolds is a good one that because that's such a goofy superhero. But with a heart, you know, and a uh, yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds there. Mike's in coming, Georgia. Mike, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. My um, my wife calls this all the time. She's Stephanie. You know, you know Stephanie, traffic trooper Stephanie. I absolutely love Stephanie. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, it's not about quantity; it's about quality. But my casting decision, and I'm throwing my fastball right now. Christopher Reeve in Superman. He's he will always be Superman to me. You you, you know you can take your Dean Cains and the other banana that's doing it now, but for me, even the old guy in the fifties, he was okay. But Christopher Reeve will always and ever be Superman for me. Rest in peace, by the way, Mike. Good job, you. Uh, Stephanie's trained you well on calling in on the radio show. Hey, listen, it's taken her twenty seven years, <laughs> but she finally got through. Have, y'all, have, y'all do a great show, and I listen to you every night. Thanks, Mike. Have a great Thanksgiving, buddy. You too. Happy. Oh, he was going to say Happy Thanksgiving, Longoria. He was. Dan and Monroe. Dan, real quick, uh, what do you got for a movie Monday? Hey, it's one movie. Both uh, type casting is, best casting is 
Schwarzenegger and Terminator, and it's the Ultimate Guy movie. Whoa, two for one? I can't argue with that. Anyone else could have played? Lou Ferrigno couldn't have played the Terminator. He couldn't understand what he was saying. No, no. no. Who else? <laughs> no one else, right? Uh, That's a good one. Via the Piccadilly text line from our buddy Dave Chandley. Uh, Gladiator, men chick, uh, men flick. That's a good one. Legally Blonde, chick flick. That's a good one. And Mr. T as Clubber Lang for the ultimate casting. Who else could have played Clubber Lang? Edgar Tragetz? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we'll come back more with Movie Monday, 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show, plus Johnny Kielbasa. This is Henry Winkler. How are you? And you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you? I was almost late for this segment. Do you guys see how good Jennifer Griffey's looks? I said something today. I was like, what are you all dressed up for today? She's she, wearing a skirt and everything. She, it's like all Christmassy. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Good job, Jennifer. I take back the farm animal comments I made last segment. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Idaho. Where are you from? Idaho. Oh, she looks fantastic. I can't do you, Edgar. Did you see her, Deb Green? Yeah, I had to when do a double take. Meets egg. Did she had, like, what is happening right now? What radio show did I walk into? I don't. She looks amazing. I, I, I don't deny it. I haven't seen her. Go it's look. just what such an come odd. Back. Go, go look, look go. and come back. Yeah. You Make want sure me to you actually stare right at her. Go look. Yeah. yeah. At Jennifer Griffey. Don't sit. Well, this, well. Is, this is bordering on like, inappropriate. I, I just think like she's dressed up for like a Christmas party. She oh looks, yeah, yeah. yeah. She looks, she looks really amazing. nice. Good job, Jennifer Griffey's. Movie Monday. What are the topics? Well, I'm glad you asked, folks. The Irishman is coming out on Netflix this week. Starring De Niro and Pacino. I've got low expectations. I think it's about the Whitey Bulger story, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm reminded of Pacino, or De Niro rather, in what I think is the ultimate guy flick that is Goodfellas. That is a, a movie, like if, if you are at a, uh, have a bachelor party and you want to throw on a movie, you throw on Goodfellas. Like that's the ultimate guy flick. What's the ultimate guy flick? What is the ultimate chick flick? And my buddy Trip Crosby put this out on uh, Twitter the other day. Follow him at Trip Crosby. He's funny. Um Perfect casting. He said the most perfect casting in a movie was Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Now, agree or disagree, I think it's a valid point. I think Macaulay Culkin was perfect for that role. Give me a movie that had perfect casting for a singular role. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Uh, who's been hanging on the longest? Rhonda joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Rhonda. Hey, how are you? Excellent. What's going on? Well, the ultimate chick flicks. Of course, Gone with the Wind, and that was perfect casting. And then uh, Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Jenny Moore. Ooh, all right. Let me see. Let me think about that. Could any have played the? You're 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 a female, Deb. Could anyone have played the Patrick Swayze role in Ghost better mm, than him? I think he did a good job there. I think Whoopi Goldberg was the the nail in the coffin there. Like she didn't she win an Oscar for that, right? Was it a good thing? She was she was good. Yeah. Was, so we say the nail in the coffin. Just, I mean, it's like the one that like. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, she crushed that. Now she, you know, yeah. that role was perfectly cast. Right. I think there's. I mean, I I'm think trying you to could have other. 
someone else besides Demi Moore. And I do have one more. Yeah, go ahead. John Candy in um, Uncle Buck. Yeah, that was that is perfect casting. By the way, on this perfect. date in 1987, Longoria's favorite movie debuted: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh God, I love that movie. That That's, is all, I, I can watch that thing over and over and over. I do. There might be perfect casting in that movie. Those two guys. Uh, is this the original Taylor? It is. Sorry about Taylor. I, I fat fingered the. Uh, I tried to get you and Russ on at the same time, and I messed it up. What are your movie Monday answers, buddy? Okay, so I don't watch chick flicks, so I don't have an answer for that one. Okay. Um, guy movie, and one of my favorites, Full Metal Jacket. That is a guy movie. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Give me a perfect casting. You got something in perfect casting? Oh, I had three, so I'm just going to pick one. Mm, let's see here, Sam L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> a Royale with cheese. Yeah, that is a good one. Taylor, twice in one night. How do How do we... How did we get so blessed? I don't know. Taylor twice in one night. Scott's in Sandy Springs. Scott, welcome to Movie Monday of the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. First time caller. Love your show. Welcome aboard, my friend. So perfect casting would be Jack Nicholson as the Joker in Batman. I haven't seen the latest Joker. Have you guys seen that one yet? No. Not yet. No? I heard it's, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I, I've heard it's amazing. I but watched it in the theater. It yeah, was it that? Who was better, Joker, Nicholson or uh, Joaquin Phoenix? They're Joe? all good for different reasons. Yeah. They're just different movies, so it's yeah. hard for me to compare them. All right. And best casting, or best uh, best guide movie would be uh, James Bond in the, or uh, uh, Dr. No. Jane Fonda and Doctor. You know what? Jane Fonda in uh, on Golden Pond. Going back to uh, the Fonda guy. Yeah, Henry Fonda. I need to watch that movie again. The older Fonda. <laughs> Bill's in Marietta. Bill, welcome to Movie Monday. How are you, sir? Yeah. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Excellent. First time calling. Long time. Luke. Welcome aboard, my friend. All right. Perfect casting call for you. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, that is a good one. Yes. Yeah. You know what? It takes a special kind of actor to convince you, the viewer. That he's almost crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, no one could have done that. no one could have done that job better. What about a chick flick or a guy flick? Don't watch them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like it, <laughs> Bill. Thanks for joining the program. I appreciate you listening. Greg's up next on a movie Monday. What's going on, Greg? Hey, Mark. How you doing? I am. You know what? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, buddy. What you got? Good. I only have one perfect casting, and it is Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, uh, can anyone else have played that role? Hmm. Deb nope. Green, what do you think? Oh, that one's tough. I mean, I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Yeah, yeah. That, Gregory Peck, good job. I, oh, we got to do the fast food review, uh, yeah, Longoria. What the hell's me. wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with what you. What the hell's wrong with you? And now, <laughs> went through like 10 cars. I know. It's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from uh, whatever, Parts Unknown. Height unknown, weight we do not want to know. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Could you care any less, Mark? Aaron? <laughs> you want me to just take over from here, buddy? <laughs> Who the hell is that talking, Mark? I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm trying to do uh, Deb Green's work while I'm on the air right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Anyway, yeah, like ha- anyone uh, believes you? Yeah, yeah believes no one believes that, that. Johnny. I, I was. I am. I'm. I'm actually addressing the envelopes of the Mark Aram Show Christmas card right there while I was trying to talk to. You. I'm sorry. That is my bad, Johnny. You have my full attention, my best friend. What is on the menu tonight, buddy? Mark, I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here from taking. I'm covered with cheese. I aim to please, and I'd like to say I'm remiss because happy belated birthday, first off, Mark, and what wishing you. 
isn't it your what's your wasn't your birthday pretty uh it was recently right no last it's month. De- december well, last 17th. year december 17th happy unbelated what's the opposite <laughs> of belated i don't know <laughs> I thought it was November. What is happening? Sweet Jurgen's pickles. Continue, Johnny. What's going on? If you know anything about birthday cakes, if you know anything about my Instagram page, uh, Johnny Kobasa Rocks, you know that I'm way into birthday cakes, Mark. And sometimes we got to talk about dessert on the fast food review because Wendy's has a brand new dessert, Mark, and it's birthday cake frosty. Now I know we've all had birthday cake vodka and birthday cake ice cream before, but we've never had birthday cake frosty. So not only are they giving you the birthday cake frosty flavoring inside of that, but they're also introducing a new dessert to go with it, and that's a birthday cake frosty cookie sundae. Wow. We've got birthday cake frosty on top of sugar cookie pieces and, of course, sprinkles all in a cup. So you can eat it when you're driving down the road. Atlanta. What? Uh, what is the likelihood? I and mean, that's a lot going on. You know, it, it was a big move when they went from just chocolate frosty to adding the vanilla frosty. But this is this is a whole new kind of craftsmanship. What are the odds this thing gets gets done correctly every time you're in that drive-through? <laughs> um, I'm going to say it depends on the time of day and how many people are waiting in front of you. But I, I'd say from Wendy's perspective. It's not that bad of a make because all you got to do is you throw the cookie pieces in the bowl, then you just go over to the frosty machine and put that put that thing on high, grab a handful of sprinkles, and you're out the door. Hmm. All right. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm a big frosty guy, and I, I don't want to get uh, too controversial, but I actually prefer the vanilla frosty to no, the I chocolate do. That's frosty. Crazy. I know it's I do crazy. Too. Do you? I do. You too, do yeah. Right, Longoria. Uh. But uh, I'm, all, I'm all on They're board. saying if you like the vanilla frosty that you're going to love the birthday cake frosty as a nice little change. All right. I'm on board. I'll do all that right. tonight on the way home. Tomorrow? All right. Cool. Tonight on the way home. Oh, I bet you were bringing <laughs> hey, If I get a frosty at the Wendy's, it'll never be good by the time I get here. Well, get it's your cold old. outside. Get it's your 54 old. 54 degrees. You ready to do a little football minute, Johnny Kizzle? <laughs> Blue 42 said, <laughs> honey. Joining us uh, again for the second time. On a Monday, breaking down the weekend that was and the weekend of uh, pigskin, it's Johnny Kilbasa and the amazingly quick football minute. Hit it, Longo. Green 18, Green 18. Week 12 of the NFL semi-rivalry week in college. Thanksgiving week in America. Your people's sound Panthers bounce back with a senior day victory over Alabama. South Alabama. Dan Ellington and Trey Barnett led the charge. Best season ever for GSU. Great job, guys. Your Midtown Ramblin' Rex stuffed a two-point conversion to crack the wolf pot pack. About time, fellas. Your Upper Oconee Bulldogs looked a bit shaggy against those Aggies, but they prevailed thanks to the boot of their goggled career scoring leader Rodrigo Blankenship from Sanford Stadium to Samford getting War Eagled in Auburn's Iron Bowl warm-up squash match. And in the other Iron Bowl warm-up squash match, Roll Tide flounded the can of mouth. I mean, come on, y'all play for Somebody already. USC beat UCLA. They both got to wear their home jerseys. I love that. The Goat Farm beat Los Caballeros in the sideways rain punt bowl 2K19. American team Cleveland Browns made the fins that wish they were Finn from Star Wars. Mark Aaron, New York football giants couldn't get past. Danny strips that, getting the Mac attack. And tonight the R-A-B-E-N-S take on the R-A-M-S on the M-N. My man. All right, the only thing I need to know about tonight for football, fantasy-wise, is I cannot have Todd Gurley score more than one touchdown. He can score one, but he can't score more than one, Johnny. Okay, can he make that happen? 
Uh, actually, I can't because I'm going to need Jared Goff to score about three touchdowns. That's actually, fine. Actually, no, that would make sense. If yeah, just Goff throw them to Robert Woods. Really want. Throw them all yeah, to Robert Woods. There you go. Johnny K., we yeah. appreciate you as always. And? It's the cholesterol's high, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to the Sausage Duck Podcast on any pod app or johnnycobasa.com. I'm about to finalize the Mark Aram Show Christmas card. Do you want the same picture on or do you want to do something new before I hit send? Do what you got to do, man. All right, well, same picture it is. Johnny K, uh, <laughs> appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. I, I'm so sorry about that. I was, I was trying to get the M- – anyway, I apologize. I got distracted, Longoria. Yeah. I love yeah. how you're doing things that yeah. could wait to any other time. No, we, i got to get these in. we gotta, the we got to order them by tonight. Yeah, I had a slacker on the photo. I had to wait to yeah, the last second to, to get That's not my fault. I no, it's not. Around. I wasn't saying it was your fault. It was totally somebody else. <laughs> Someone else, not you. Yeah, not you. No, who else is on the on the pictures? You'll find I'll, out I'll show on you Christmas morning. <laughs> Sue is in Decula. Sue, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. What up, brother? Hey, I want to say my nominee for a perfect cast has got to be Morgan Freeman in that Shawshank. I couldn't imagine anyone else. Pulling that roll I off. I think yeah. uh, this might be urban legend, but I think he was supposed to be Morgan Freeman was supposed to be James Earl Jones could have done that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's a little chubby for prison. People don't get fat in prison. Please, <laughs> have you seen prison? <laughs> yeah. Go, no, and I never want to. Google who Morgan Freeman was offered a role of something, and he turned it down like a, a monster role. I didn't see him turning anything down. But he's taller. He's <laughs> this, in everything. Right? Yeah, but, I know. But this, like, it was, oh god, this is gonna try. Do, and he did Shawshank. No, no, instead? separate. This is totally oh. separate deal. That that, that oh. hell of a cat. That whole movie was fantastic. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. That could move it for the for the guy flick too. That's a hell of a guy flick. Shawshank Redemption. This, he said uh, Robert Redford wanted him to play Bagger Vance. Is that what you're thinking? No. Of? Well, that's the first thing that comes. <laughs> All up. right, keep looking, Dead Green. <laughs> you got something else? Bagger Vance. Well, that was a garbage movie. Amy's up next on the Movie Monday Mark Aram Show. Hello, Amy. Hey there. Hello, Don. Um, hi. My uh, favorite uh, best uh, actor was Belushi in, as Bluto in Animal House. That would have been tough. to. I don't think there's anyone at that time period that could have played that uh, as well as him. That would, That's yeah. a good call on that. Good casting throughout best, that movie, best, too. Best chick flick was Thelma and Louise. You know, I've never seen that. I've still. Oh, it's great. It's a good movie. I know. I've I've heard amazing things about it, but uh, I just I don't know. I've seen a lot of chick flicks thanks to Maya. I now watched. I've seen Legally Blonde two. How I've, many times? I haven't seen the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of it like four the times. The Notebook. I've seen the Notebook. That was You're a good movie. You see that a lot. Did, we, did you find out Morgan Freeman? Nothing else. God bless. Oh, you know what? It's on Veronica Waters' Facebook page. I'll find it. All right, okay. we'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. We officially ran out of time. Real quick, Movie Monday. Sean's in Noonan. Real quick, Sean, what do you have? 300 for the guy flick. Three. Oh, that is a great guy flick. Good job. David's in Douglasville. David, real quick, what do you have? Denzel Washington, American Gangster. Mm, I started watching on uh, my buddy Car Wash told me to start watching uh, King of Harlem, I think it is, on Amazon Prime. It's about Bumpy Johnson. <sighs> That's pretty good. That is a good call, though. I like that. David's in Tahaharone. David, real quick, what the do you absolute, have? The absolute, absolute best everything category that you asked for tonight 
is Die Hard, including Christmas movies. <laughs> that is an amazing Christmas movie. By the way, Morgan Freeman allegedly turned down a major role in Jurassic Park. Oh, I don't know if it was playing Jurassic. I don't know Park. if it was the Sam Neill role or the crazy scientist role, but he turned it down because he didn't think that a movie about dinosaurs would do any would do any good. But after he turned that down, he started researching dinosaurs, and that led him to birds, and that's how he wound up doing the uh, Penguins movie, the March of the Penguins. Became the voice of that. I know. Things you learn on the Mark yeah. Air Show. Ben and Brazelton. Ben, real quick, what do you have? Uh, the Godfather for casting and Braveheart for Guy Flick. Uh, Bridesmaids or Hocus Pocus for Chick Flick. Oh, Bridesmaids was funny. Do you, you feel the heat coming off my undercarriage? Christy's in Lilburn. Christy, real quick, what do you have? Kevin Spacey for Usual Suspect. Great movie. And, no comment on Ed, post-movie yeah. <laughs> career, but yes. Yeah. And Ed Norton for American History X. Oh, that was a good good call on that. Uh, real quick, Schlongoria, let's do Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Deborah Green gets Star of the Show because she gave us lobster rolls. Oh, yeah. Crab 404 brought lobster rolls for you guys tonight. How good were those, Longoria? They were good. Really good. good. I'm sorry you missed the, uh, yeah, the turducken. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, makes me so happy. Vince in College Park, I'm sorry we couldn't get your call. We'll get you tomorrow. Regular show tomorrow on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Come leave. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.